Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of the Turd Ferguson Report here on our Conversations with Coaches segment. I am your host, Art Mosley, and today we travel to East Metro Atlanta, Far East Metro Atlanta, uh, Eastside High School down in Covington. We've got Coach Troy Hoff on the line. Coach Hoff, how are you today? We're doing well, Art. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks so much, Coach, for your time. Uh, let's let's jump right in here, Coach. Coach, this is your uh, fourth season over at Eastside High. What's your history? Uh, where'd you get your first start? Uh, not just as a head coach, well, obviously you know that, but uh, your first yeah. start in coaching and and why'd you get into coaching and teaching and who's influenced you the most? Okay, um, actually, this is uh, year fourteen at Eastside for as head coach and, and how. I got to Eastside. I, was, I worked with Rick Hurst as an assistant here for the you know the ten prior to becoming head coach. So um, a place that that I'm very familiar with and it's it's home. So um, I'm a Midwestern guy. Um, I grew up in South Dakota. My family's still there. Um, I went to Northern State University and played football there. And um, after my playing career was was hired on uh, as as quarterback coach there. So. Um, that's where I got my start in the game. Um, it wasn't because I was a, a quarterback guru. Um, <laughs> I, I worked with some great offensive people and, and, and learned the position, but I knew our entire offense from the position. I was a running back and, and knew everything from protection to run game uh, to the pass game and how our running backs work. So, um, but that was my introduction to, to the game and, um, you know, learning how to coach football, learning to look at it through a coach's lens, and, and the difference between, you know, being on the other side as a player. Um, my influences, you, you know, number one, when I got to college, Dennis Miller, Dr. Dennis Miller. Um, he was on the staff at BYU when they won a national title. Um, he recruited and coached me for two years before he went to Wisconsin Lutheran, and he is still there as the head coach after starting the program. So um, very influential in 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 how I approach the game and, and seeing it at that level. Um, and then our D coordinator at that time, and then became my head coach was Ken Heupel. Um, and I ended up working, playing and working for Ken. Um, Ken had a tremendous influence on me, giving me my first shot in the game. Um, Ken's son is Josh Heupel, the head coach at Florida. So, um, you know, Ken brought that intensity to the game and in, in, in how you practice um, both taught me a lot of how you run a program at a high level. Um, and it's not a lot different here in Georgia. When you're a D2 school, um, you know, you, you're not immune to fundraising and, and, and all the other <laughs> little things that go into it. It's not a luxurious life. So, um, And then work, working with the staff I worked with, there's a, a lot of us that, that are, are great fr- friends to this day that are head coaches in coaching, um, all across the country. So that, that was invaluable to my development as a coach. Great coach. Now you, you said you're from South Dakota. I did not know that. Have you, have you become acclimated to sweet tea yet? Oh, absolutely. Long time ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good deal, coach. Hey, let's, let's jump into this season. Uh, what, what are you looking forward to this, this upcoming season coach? You know, I think every year it's the, the competition to be the best team you can be. Um, Every year, regardless of returning starters, returning talent, um, you know, players, it, it's always a new team. Um, we've said it, you know, I've said it, you know, and my staff says it all the time. It's a player's game. Players make plays. And it, it's our job to, 
get the most out of that team that year. And, um, you know, it's hard to put a number on wins and losses, um, you know, but I think, you know, you look forward every year. It, it, it's new. It's different. And, um, you know, going forward with, with who this football team is going to be, you know, in these next few weeks and in, in the early part of the season, how they're going to develop and, you know, what they're going to turn into. Coach, you've had uh... – what I would call some some success, uh, especially in your first three year, uh, first three seasons, uh, records of seven and three, seven three and one, and, and, and eight and three, uh, two two consecutive postseason appearances, and and really pushing uh, Woodward Academy to the brink last season. Uh, what is the secret, or what is is has there been a secret to your success in, in your first three seasons? Um, I don't think there's a secret. You know, number one, we've had some really good football players. Uh, you know, in, in, in this state, it, it you, you have to have that with, with the competition that we go in uh, against week in, week out. Um, we've had some really, really talented guys. We've got some D1 guys that have gone off in a, in a lot of others that are, that are playing college football right now. And um, that's where it starts. Um, but I think also our guys aren't afraid to work. Um, you know, the standard's been set over the years, um, as long as I've been here, that um, it's an expectation, and, and when you have the older guys um, setting that example and, and, and holding their team accountable, then you know then the rest of them know that that's the way it's done. Um, the other part of that, I, I have a fantastic coaching staff. Um, a couple of us have been together, you know, coming on 14 years now. So, um, and a few others, 10. I got a few past players. Um, you know, I've got great coaches that are great teachers of the game. And, um, you know, like I said, my, my job is to make the schedule and, you know, make sure everybody gets where they're going on time and then we just play ball. Once again, we're talking to Coach Troy Hoff, the head coach of the Eastside Eagles out of Covington, Georgia. Coach, what is the one of the biggest challenges that you and your staff face coming into this season? Um, I think I kind of alluded to it with, with talking about, you know, what's exciting, you know, forging our identity. You know, it's it's one of those things where we've, we've got some some players over the last couple of years uh, where we've lost a lot of a lot of talent and, and guys that have played a, a lot of football, a lot of snaps for us. So um, right now, I'd say, you know, player development across the board. Um, there's a couple areas, um, probably in particular, that, that we're younger across the O&D line. And it's a matter of getting them reps and, and work where you know, we're, we're catching up. Um, we can't fast forward that process, but at the same time, you know, we're impatient as coaches and we want it to happen yesterday. So <laughs> I got to kind of remind ourselves that outside of, um, you know, team camp this summer at Parkview and then the OLDL elite camp, um, you know, we're just putting them back on tomorrow for the first time. So, um, I, I'm excited to see our growth there. Um, yeah, as you know, that that's the only time we really find out, you know, where we're at with those guys with the pads on. Sure. So, um, you know, I think that that's always a challenge, um, you know, and a lot of times the challenge is how quickly can your your O-line get caught up because defenses generally are a little ahead of the game earlier in the year. So um, but those areas definitely uh, I don't know if that's anything particular to this year. Um, I think that's, you know, being on the offensive side of the ball and coaching O-line. Um, I think that's always a concern. Mm -hmm. 
Coach, uh, you talked about some uh, some of those challenges. Who are some of those players you're looking to step uh, step up into roles, whether on offense or on defense, and perhaps some players that might be you might call a breakout season, or maybe some players who are coming up from the JV level who you look to have, who you will look to uh, to have an impact on your team this season. Yeah. I'm going to start with some of our returning guys that, you know, uh, Jamari Brown's a DB wideout. that was an all region player. Um, he's got offers from um, South Florida, um, UTC, Merz, a lot of different schools. Um, he's a returning captain as well, but, but he logged snaps on, you know, offense, best teams and, and, uh, and defense. So, um, you know, really think, you know, while I'm talking about these guys to have a good season, usually your seniors got to be playing their best football. So, um, Taylor Carter is another one in the same role at, at running back in DB. Um, plays all three phases, plays at a high level, a returning captain. Um, Jerry Mays at wide receiver in DB. Um, Jamari Brundage at linebacker. Jordan Rod- Rogers at, at linebacker and running back. Um, all those guys log a lot of snaps on both sides. They're not playing both sides all night, but they all contribute in special teams. They're all team guys and um, you know, they had, they had strong seasons last year. So I think when, when, when you establish yourself as a junior like that, then the expectation as, as a senior is, you, you know, you take on that role of, of those expectations and leadership. Um, across the line, um, Tamarcus Woods is back, who, who's grown tremendously as a player, uh, as an interior defensive lineman. He'll be a senior. Um, and then our, our senior offensive lineman returning, um, Dustin Morgan, who had a really, really strong year last year. He's real versatile for us. So um, I look at those guys as our older players um, that have all been in the fire that, that um, we expect a lot out of. Some younger guys coming up. Um, you know, we've Quincy Collins as a um, freshman running back ran for over 500 last year for us. Um, played some quality snaps on defense. So, we're, you know, we're looking for him to take the next step. Um, and keep developing. And again, he, he's playing a, a large role on, in all three phases. Um, Terrence Reed, the sophomore running back linebacker, who's, who's had a really, really good off season. Um, you know, and we've had a, had a, a, a couple, a, a transfer from um, Texas move in, who's going to be a senior. Um, he's only been with us uh, since, you know, the start of the summer, but AJ Royals had a really, really good off season. So I, I'm excited to see him get out and play. So I, I think, you know, there's there's some other young guys that, you know, as the season progresses, I think um, are going to continue to develop. And, and, and obviously for us to have a great season, uh, they're, they're going to have to. Coach, we talked about, and you gave us a great list. Thanks so much for, 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 for those players and, and kind of the roles they play on your team. Uh, yeah. Let's let's switch gears and talk about high performers, whether uh, in the community or in the classroom. You, you, I, you've got to have a few of those guys out there, Coach. Yeah. You know, I saw that question, you know, and, and um, it's hard for me to single out one. Um, we really do have a great group of, of young men that, that are involved in youth groups, involved in a lot of things off the field. Um, you know, one of the big things we do as a team is, is contribute to a, a toy drive um, for foster children that um, our school actually hosts a party for them. So um, it's hard for me to pick out just one. We've got so many kids that are involved and, um, you know, we, we encourage them and, and try to give them as many opportunities as we can to get out and do those kind of things. Um, our youth football camp, 
Um, you know, we almost have as many players that, that work it as we have kids show up and they love it. So, um, I really can't single out one, but, but as a, you know, as a head coach, I'm proud of those, those guys that, that take the extra time and, and, uh, I, I guess see the big picture at a young age. I don't know if I always saw that, um, you know, the impact that they can have, um, you know, we always tell them y- y'all are, are rock stars to these young kids. They don't want to see coaches. They want to see y'all. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I, I think that's that's a lot of fun for our guys. Well, well, Coach, that's great. Sounds like you, uh, you you all do a great job of helping foster that kind of environment. Always good to hear. Um, like you said, when I was when I was fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, I think I was thinking me first, and uh, yeah, it's I just... know I was. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good to hear these young men giving back. Uh, Coach, let's let's uh, let's move on here. Talk about. I, I realized that the, the most important game for you was probably the next game on your calendar, the, the scrimmage coming up. But yeah. f- for the for the community, for the fans, uh, what what rivalry games are important to them or, or maybe uh, uh, for your players? Um, I think we've got to start right here at home. Um, it, it's a lot of fun. We, we play Newton, um, Crosstown Rival. Newton's the, the oldest school in the county. Um, you know, prior to Eastside being built was the only school in the county. And um, so I think, you know, from a community standpoint, um, our kids grow up playing against each other and with each other all through rec league and even middle school. Um, We don't have a defined feeder system. So um, after eighth grade, some of them, you know, that were teammates, you know, they go their separate ways. So uh, that makes a lot of fun just because coaches and, and, and players know each other. It's a big event. Um, and, and we've been playing each other for a long time. So that, that one's a lot of fun. Um, it's a great challenge for us because Newton's a 7A program that's been successful. So it, it's, a, it's a tremendous challenge for us and, and definitely a game that, that helps us get better. Um, the Alcove game is another rival game in county. Um, they're not as old as a school. The rivalry probably doesn't have as, as deep of a tradition just because it hasn't been going on as long. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's another in-county game where – Again, same situation. Uh, everybody knows everybody. They've been playing against or with each other for their whole life. So those two games are always a lot of fun, and they do mean a lot to the community. Um, football is important here, and, and um, anytime we can showcase, you know, our, our in-county talent, you know, with a great crowd, that, that's always a lot of fun. Um, you alluded to the other one, I think, before with, with maybe Woodward. Um, you know, they're, they're wearing the crown. Um, so... I think they've won their fourth region title in a row. Uh, we've been in with them uh, just two years. And, um, you know, we, we were knocking on the door last year, you know, and felt like we we had that shot. So, you know, like like we always say, you know, to be the man, you got to beat the man. <laughs> and, and, and that's a great program. Um, Coach Hunt does a great job. They've won a lot of football games and go deep. So, um, you know, and, until somebody – um, knocks them off in the region. They're still the one that everything's got to go through. Certainly, and coach, that you'll have your opportunity this season on October fifth. You travel travel to College Park to face uh, Woodward Academy. Uh, coach, let's talk about uh, maybe one of your greatest coaching memories, uh, whether uh, uh, as a head coach or as an assistant. Um, I think. Back in '09, our, our semifinal game down at Peach County um, is one that will be – I'll never forget. Um, great atmosphere. You're at one of the 
premier traditional programs, you know, in the state down at Peach, mm-hmm. that's, that's, you know, one at uh, as high a level as anybody consistently over the years. And, um, just that environment, being able to compete with them, um, the ball didn't bounce our way that night. Um, and they ended up coming up with a win, but, um, I, I think that year in that team and then finishing with that game, we had, um, had a punt blocked, had a field goal blocked, uh, threw a pick early, but still, you know, had a shot in the end zone to tie or win it at the end. Just, just kind of the resolve of, of that group of kids. And, you know, and, and like I said, being in that environment, um, on that stage with, you know, everything on the line to go to the show. So uh, that was a lot of fun. I'm not lying to you. I wish we'd have won that game. That'd <laughs> probably be, then I could talk about the next one, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, we had some young guys on that, that, uh, team that have, you know, gone on to be extremely successful players. You know, Sheldon Rankins was a young kid who goes on to be, you know, a star at Louisville and the 12th overall pick of the Saints. And, um, you know, we, there was just a lot of a lot of good players. I've got two coaches on my staff that played on that team, uh, quarterback Caleb Carnes and linebacker receiver um, Zach Johnston. So, you know, having those guys around and going back to that, that you know, that time, you know, it was a lot of fun. Very good. Once again, talking to Coach Troy Hoff, head coach of the Eastside Eagles out of Covington. Coach, we just have a, a few more questions, and then we're going to cut you loose here. We, we do appreciate your time. Uh, no, no problem. Coach, if you weren't coaching football, where would you be right now? I'd be a chiropractor. Um, I actually uh, pretty much finished my biology degree and was you know, thinking pre-med chiropractic. Um, was actually accepted to chiropractic school. And then I tore my ACL uh, three games into my senior season and got a red shirt. And, um, and here I am, right? <laughs> <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> um, it wasn't, it wasn't as, as drastic of a career switch as people think. Uh, my dad coached, played college football and coached for, for 10 years before going back to farming. My mom was a teacher. So um, always something that, I knew I'd have to shake to move on into another profession. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, with, with coach Miller and coach Heupel, uh, you know, kind of pushing me towards this saying, you know, think about what you really want to do. Um, you know, I, I think I made the best decision I could have. Um, it's, it's the joke, you know, I, my wife thinks she was marrying a doctor. So, <laughs> uh, coach, anyway. I, I've heard, I've heard you're not, you're not, uh, you don't choose to go into teaching or coaching your call is what I've, what I've, what I've heard. So, I, you know, I, I, I can attest to that. Yes, I think you're right. So good deal. Coach, kind of along those lines, now that you're in coaching and, and you talked about uh, your your parents being uh, coaching and, uh, and, and in education, what do you want your legacy to be when it's all said and done? I think we that, that we developed our players, uh, not just on the field. Um, you know, we talk about the big picture of um, we want our young men that have been part of our program um, to be better equipped to deal with the future whatever that may be, someday entering the workforce, um, going to school, whatever type of schooling that may be. And, uh, you know, if, if they're blessed, college football, we've been blessed to have a number of doing that, number of kids be able to do that. Um, but I think take that next step. Um, you know, it's a competitive world. Um, it, it's the economy, you know, is up and down with jobs. But we want our kids to have that advantage where they're able to compete for jobs and, and, and be ready for that moment. 
Very good, Coach. Th- thanks so much for, for taking some time with us today. I got one more question for you. Um, if you know anything about me, and I'm uh, well, I'm going to tell you one thing about me. I love to eat. I love good cooking. If I'm out, uh, <laughs> if I'm out in Covington uh, for a pregame meal, uh, let's say okay. for, for the for the Newton game, or or perhaps uh, Salem or, or, or Druid Hills or Henry County okay. late in the season. What's the best place? And it could be one of your one of your sponsors, Coach. Could be one of your one, yep. one of your boosters. Your chance to plug them. But what's the best place or places to get a pregame meal? Well, you know, all of them, all the ones I'm um, I'm thinking of are sponsors, but uh, um, you really can't go wrong with any of them. Some of them are our traditional go-tos that, that everybody knows about. Uh, we got a great place off the square called Mystic Grill. Um, if you know anything about the Vampire Diaries, it, it was uh, uh, from that set, and they ended up turning it into an actual real-life place. So that, that's a pretty cool atmosphere and a good place. Um, you can never go wrong with Chick-fil-A or Zaxby's. Uh, <laughs> you know, they, they bat a thousand. I'll tell you that right now. They've been, they've been really good to us. And, and the other one that um, is kind of new to town the last couple of years is uh, Jimmy John. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy John's is, is uh, right on 278. Um, another go-to where, again, um, you know, great quality. Um, the other one that, that does a lot for us that um, – I don't know if it's new to the South. I think they were big in Texas. Um, Burritos is a great place. Um, so, you know, we're fortunate um, with, with some of the growth um, in Covington and, and pushing towards the east side. We've had a, you know, kind of a boom in business. So um, it's great for our community. Um, a lot of these, um, you know, places and businesses are, are great supporters of ours. So um, it, it definitely helps. Well, Coach, thanks for those suggestions. And, and for anybody out there, uh, Coach Coach Hoff has given us a pretty good list to go by, uh, some good standbys, and, and obviously Mystic Grill. I don't know anything about Vampire Diaries, Coach, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go talk. To, I'll talk to my wife. I'm sure she will fill me fill me in on that uh, for sure. Here you go. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, it has been my pleasure. I certainly do appreciate your time uh, taking the taking the time to tell us a little bit about your program and the upcoming season. Um, so thank you very much. Thank you, Art. I appreciate you having me on. I've enjoyed it. Anytime, you know, we get to talk football and, and talk about our kids and our program and, you know, and, and put it out there in a positive light. It, it's uh, it's a great part of the job. Very good, Coach. Well, we, once again, appreciate your time today. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Once again, our thank you to Coach Troy Hoff, head coach of the Eastside Eagles out of Covington, Georgia. The Eagles play in Region 4, Class 4A. Please remember to visit our sponsor, Yorganize It. Yorganize It helps people create order wherever it is lacking in their lives, from simple closet solutions, playroom overhauls, or whole house makeovers. Yorganize It has a customized solution for you. You can find them on the web at yorganizeit.com. That's Y O U R. G-A-N-I-Z-E-I-T dot com. You organize it. Your space, your time, your life. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of the Turd Ferguson Report and our conversations with coaches. That's going to do it for us today. Don't forget, you can find us on the web at turdferguson.com. That's T-U-R-D-F-U-R-G-E-S-O-N dot com. Or on Twitter at turdfergusonrpt. T-U-R-D-F-U-R-G-E-S-O-N-R-P-T. 
If you like what you're hearing, make sure you comment in our comment section or leave us a message on Twitter. Make it a great day, everybody.